2: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OCTalkRadio.net. I'm your host, Charlie Wright, and today is February 6, 2015, and we're pleased to have us with have with us today Tim Travis of T&T Capital, headquartered in Irvine, California. Tim, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
3: Well, thank you for having me, Charlie. I really appreciate it.
2: So, Tim, let's start with a little of your background and uh, tell us how T&T Capital came to be.
3: Sure. So uh, basically, I majored in business and economics at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and uh, started interning in some of the big financial firms over there, actually. I worked at A.G. Edwards and Scott Trade. And then when I graduated, I worked for other large firms like Vanguard Group. And what I really realized was that I didn't feel that those larger firms offered what I believe to be the best product, the best investment strategy. So what I've done you know, since I was a teenager was I read everything Warren Buffett ever wrote and everything Benjamin Graham ever wrote, and I really became obsessed with this value investing methodology. And I realized that if I offer what I believe to be the best product at a reasonable price, that would be a competitive advantage, and I could do business. And that's what's happened, and it's worked great.
2: So you guys are, you're an RIA firm... And uh, you have unique strategies for both your clients, and you run some of those strategies for other advisors. Is that it?
3: That's it. Yep.
2: Okay. And so, uh, tell us. Uh, I uh, looking on your website. I see that you combine value investing together with option sell. That's a very odd combination. So, uh, I'm sure I'm not the first to notice that here. So, tell us about, first of all, what does value investing mean for you, because that can be a broad term, it can be interpreted in different ways, and then what kind of option selling do you use, and do you use that to enhance it, or do you use it to uh, as the only way that you uh, uh, that you invest?
3: Sure. Well, firstly, value investing is really buying businesses at a deep discount to intrinsic value, and then being willing to take a rather long-term uh, investment perspective and wait for that disconnect between price and value to converge. So often we find ourselves investing in more out-of-favor uh, type companies. We like things that you know, we understand and that you know, generally trade at lower multiples than the overall market. And then your question on options is a really good one. Most people when they hear options, they think about buying options. Uh, they think about the guy giving them a call saying, hey, look, you know, we can buy a call on Apple and we have unlimited profit potential and limited risk. That sounds great, but it's very similar to a lottery ticket. The odds are kind of stacked against you. So the way that we incorporate options into what we do is we utilize covered calls, and then we'll sell cash-secured puts on stocks we'd want to own anyways at a cheaper price. So zero uh, speculative type stuff, only only stuff to generate income or reduce risk.
2: Let's go back to the value investing sure. here. Uh, do you do your own research, or do you use other companies or other people's research?
3: Yes. Um, we're much more of, of a money management type firm than your traditional registered investment advisor. We don't outsource any of the investing, we do we hand select each and every security.
2: I see. And, and who is involved in doing that? Is is that your particular area of responsibility?
3: Yes, that's my expertise. And then I also have a brother, uh, Peter, who's uh, in, who's uh, my right hand guy, and he's involved in the investment committee decisions and that sort of thing.
2: And so you are constantly looking at the market. The, the, are, are these all U.S. stocks we're talking about? No, no.
3: We, we look outside. You know, I mean, we're predominantly U.S. focused, but uh, some of the, the big conglomerates that trade on, you know, the, the U.S. exchanges, uh, we'll, we'll invest in as well.
2: Okay, and so you're looking at those opportunities, and you are constantly measuring things, and you'll hold a portfolio of about how many stocks at a particular time?
3: About 15, but over 50% of the portfolio is generally centered in about six or seven stocks, so we're much more concentrated than, than most uh, investors.
2: Okay, and on the option side, how, how far out do you go when you're selling calls or when you're uh, doing these, these uh, secured puts?
3: Um, Really, it depends on volatility and kind of the general market conditions. So right now, we view the market as being quite expensive. You know, when I look at the Dow, I I have a tough time finding attractive opportunities, except for, you know, financials or energy, perhaps. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll go out a year, and that way we can, you know, get the most protection and the most premium. And uh, it really works well with our uh, long-term discipline investing style.
2: Okay. And one of the things that uh, value investing does is they they always have to wait for the market to catch up with uh, recognizing the value of a particular company. But when you're in options, they're shorter term. So we don't have the opportunity of waiting two, three, four years. Uh, So how have the two been able to combine? Has it been productive to combine
3: both of those? It really has been. I can think of 2011, for instance, when uh, the European crisis really was front and center. And, uh, you know, we were heavy in financials then, just like we are now. And a lot of the financials really took a dive. And other managers that have similar styles lost quite a bit. But we actually ended up uh, just about break even that year because the option premiums were so large that. You know, our worst case scenario is we're going to end up owning the stock at a cheaper price anyway. So it really works well. We're happy collecting the income if that works, or we're happy, you know, owning the stock at the price that that we would get exercised at. So,
2: so I presume that you're not really into. Uh Russell two thousand or any of those small cap kinds of of investments. We do
3: own some. I mean, there's been a a disconnect. I mean, I I I know the PE and the Russell was you know over thirty for uh, a large part of last year. So we do find a little more opportunity in the large cap. But but we're agnostic. I mean, we're willing to buy anything we understand and that we like as a value.
2: Okay, you know we need to take a break here, uh, Tim. Uh, You're listening to. uh, Tim Travis, TNT Capital, here in Irvine, California, on Strategic Investor Radio on OCTalkRadio.net. We'll be right back.
1: According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. And now back to Charlie and his guest.
2: So we're with Tim Travis of TNT Capital out of Irvine, California, here on Strategic Investor Radio and OCtalkRadio.net. So, Tim, if I were to summarize uh, what you guys do, you manage portfolios both for your clients and for other advisors, and you focus on a strategy that is twofold. One is it's value investing. So you're looking for bargains. You're looking to buy stocks of companies, either national or international, large cap, small cap, whatever, that are undervalued for whatever combination of reasons, and you buy those or you sell puts against them uh, or, and or uh, sell uh, options against them.
3: That would be correct synopsis, yeah.
2: Okay. So these are two different styles of investing that typically are not combined. Most or very few, I don't know of any actually, value investors who use options because usually one reason at least is that value investors need to wait for time for the investment to catch up to, to the market and to be recognized for its full value. But with options we're talking about a more finite period of time. Tell us a little about how you came to combine these two.
3: Sure. Uh, well, there's, there's a couple of key influences. One thing that a lot of people don't understand is that guys like Warren Buffett even have utilized the selling of put options as a strategy. For instance, when he acquired Burlington Northern Santa Fe, when he began purchasing shares in the company, not only did he buy the stock, but he also sold puts at, at various prices to basically manufacture a cheaper entry price into the stock. So it's just a discipline Disciplined approach. I would never advise, you know, selling options if you're, you know, focusing on the short term. I only do it if I'm willing to either buy the stock at a cheaper price or sell if it's a covered call. Sell the price at, at the strike price. Uh, the short-term trading is is not a game that we play. The other factor was I worked for a futures and commodities firm, and basically they did selling option strategies on the S and P 500, and I I learned a ton about options, and and the vast majority of sold options do expire worthless. What this firm's problem was is that they did it on the S and P, and they always used the same strategy. And so, you know, they'd have eight out of ten trades be a winner, but then when it when it went bad, it would go really bad. So by putting the two together, look, you know, your worst case scenario is you're going to end up owning a stock, a value stock that you want to own at a better price. It makes too much sense to me uh, than to than most other strategies
2: and so do you sometimes buy the stock and just hold it all by itself or do you always sell the put uh, on the stock at an at an out of the money price?
3: oh yes I mean most of of what we do is is owning stocks outright but what we'll do for instance is is we might buy the stock and then sell puts at the same time and what in essence we're trying to do is is manufacture cheaper entry price, and basically we're we're dollar cost averaging into the position. If the stock goes down, we're manufacturing a dollar cost averaging uh, situation, and, and that works well.
2: And in what situations would you sell calls?
3: So... If the stock is getting close to our estimate of intrinsic value, we might utilize a call uh, in that fashion and, and see what happens. Or let's say it's a high dividend paying stock that might not have the potential to double over the next three years, but maybe we see it as being like you know 25 percent undervalued. We might sell a long term call, giving the stock a little bit of room to run, but it also can you know double the yield, and and we find that attractive for retirees.
2: I see. So at, at any given time, uh, how many? puts or calls have you so would you have sold on these approximate 15 positions that you have
3: you know it's it's tough to say i mean i mean we we have a lot i mean i mean right now i'd say probably 75% of our portfolio is long stocks and then maybe 25% uh, involves some utilization of the options
2: i see And what kind of turnover do you have per year
3: very low extremely low. i would think so yeah, yeah yeah you know probably 10 10%
2: I see. And uh, although we don't like to talk about uh, actual returns here, compliance departments don't seem to like that kind of thing. According to your website, uh, it, it's a uh, very attractive uh, returns that you've been able to create here.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've been long the right areas of the market. Um, and, you know, I mean, we're going to have years and quarters where we underperform, but I'm a big believer in the value investment strategy, and, and we'll stick to it. And
2: what about uh, down markets?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not immune to down markets at all. Uh, but but one thing that we found is that the option protection from both the covered calls and more so through the cash secured puts, it does provide you a little bit of a cushion as long as you're not using leverage or anything like that. And you know, most of the stocks in our portfolio. I mean, this is rather astounding, but. Almost everything we own is below book value right now because we're pretty focused in the financial and energy space. So I do feel that we could very easily see market divergence between the overall market and our portfolio. I
2: see. And uh, do you ever get called away on the uh, on the options, or do you uh, on, on the calls, or do you just uh, pay the money and and recognize
3: and, and keep the stock? Oh, certainly we get called away, and in a lot of. Uh, a lot of my clients sometimes ask about that. They, you know, when they engage in options uh, on their own accounts, they'll buy back the calls that they sell or something like that. And I, I just tell them, you know, I really don't recommend selling calls at prices that you wouldn't want to sell the stock. So yeah, we're, we're it's a disciplined approach, and we stick to that.
2: Okay. Well, uh, it, uh, apparently it is working here. So in regards to your strategy, what keeps you awake at night, Tim?
3: You know, the biggest thing that that really keeps me awake is just. The fact that, you know, interest rates are, are so low and, and you know, how long are they gonna stay this low? You know, I mean that that has a big impact on you know how we position the portfolio. Higher interest rates would probably be negative for the market, but it would be very positive for a lot of our financials. So it's really just kind of the timing of when we're going to see a large rally in those stocks, in my opinion. But, but not much keeps me, keeps me awake. I mean, by doing the research and, and, and you yeah. know, staying focused on what matters, we feel confident about it.
2: And then how about fixed income? What do you do for fixed income for your clients?
3: Well, as you know, that's not very easy in today's environment with rates being so low. So, you know, I mean, I mean, we are finding some opportunities in some of these energy names that have sold off to really attractive levels. But we're not very big in fixed income right now just because I believe that the interest rate risks are, are far too great to warrant the, the paltry yields that are available.
2: Yeah, well, it would be hard uh, to argue with that, and as your uh, mentor Warren Buffett says, we've gone from uh, uh, risk-free return to return-free risk uh, with the uh, fixed income market here. So any uh, final words here or uh, thoughts on uh, your strategies and how they're working and how you feel about them, Tim?
3: I mean, I I think the the biggest point I'd like to emphasize that, the, the, the most successful investors are willing to be patient. You know, I mean, I mean, the Charlie Munger says, you know, the real money is in the waiting, you know, and, and so that's what so many people really uh, misconstrue is that they think they constantly have to be going in and out of things. They worry about the most recent news event. Uh, but, but really, you know, if you buy it at the right price and you're willing to be patient and, and let the fundamentals play out, that's the way that you're really going to be successful in post, you know, strong returns.
2: Okay, Tim. Well, thank you very much. One final question here we always like to ask. What book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked it. My, my favorite book is a Modern Security Analysis. It's by Martin Whitman uh, of Third Avenue Funds, and it's uh, a new take on Benjamin Graham's The Intelligent Investor in Security Analysis, and it's absolutely astounding.
2: Okay, you can give us that name again here.
3: Modern security analysis, Modern, Women.
2: Se- okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. Well, Tim, it's been an excellent interview. We really appreciate you're willing to come in and talk with us and share your thoughts with listeners. Again, this is Tim Travis of T&T Capital out of Irvine, California. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright, and I'd like to wish you all happy and productive investing.
0: Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services LLC or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.